just blessing us to be here. I pray, oh God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in our sight, oh Lord, our strength and our redeemer. And all God's people say amen. Amen. I want to first of all give thanks to Almighty God who has shown me favor. I heard somebody say that Favor is undeserved. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, uh, and I just thank God. Amen. I want to put a disclaimer out here. I did not invite Irma to my party. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. You remember back in the days when we had our parties, you know, people were sure of that you did not invite. <laughs> And I want to say that I did not invite Irma to my party. Amen. My birthday was September the 8th. Amen. Oh, God bless you back there. Amen. 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 And I know you can agree with me. We did not invite her. She came crashing in. Amen. And, uh, but we thank God. It could have been a different story. Because by the time she hit on land, uh, she had reduced significantly. Yeah. Just imagine coming ashore with that velocity of five. I mean, four or five. What damage, what damage. God is still in the wind. God still controls the wind. And we bless his name. also want to thank my brother, good friend, Pastor Pickett, Dr. Pickett. Amen. Amen. I tell you, he's a good friend of mine. And if there is one pastor friend I have who I know will call me and check on me, is Dr. Pickett. Amen. (laughs) And my wife will tell me, every time he calls, he will pray for you before he cuts the phone off. And I say, yes, that's a man of God. Amen. And Doc, I sure appreciate you. Thank you for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Strangely enough, uh, God has put on my heart to talk to you this morning about personal prayer. All right. Personal prayer. In the midst of all that has transpired recently with Harvey, Irma and what is lurking out in the ocean. Uh, it's time to pray, church. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's time to pray. Recently in our community, I'm sure you heard it on the news, our church as well as many other churches in the community were impacted by the news we woke up with about four or five Sundays ago where four young men went and stole a car, where they stole two cars and went racing down the street and three of them died. One got severely damaged or hurt. Uh, As I thought about that as a man of God, it broke my heart. Somewhere we have gone wrong. We will not cast all the blame on the family. 
but we will take full responsibilities uh, because of an African parable that says uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Amen. I remember growing up and I had many uncles and aunts who were not related to me. In the neighborhood, we had one Uncle John. He was the chief whipper. <laughs> uh, whenever we were misbehaving, especially in our house, my mother would say, I will call Uncle John, and then you straighten up right away. Because he knew how to whip, I mean, how to beat you up. You go out to play, and, and Aunt was there. You know, I remember one Aunt, I had never seen her in my life. But she was my aunt. I was misbehaving. I think I was cussing. And, and she stood up, you know, like, like, whose child is this? You know, that type of thing. And she followed me. And as she was going, I mean, I knew I was in a whole lot of trouble. She followed me to the house and reported me, said, said, Say, is this your son? He said, yes. And my father thanked her. And, and she left. And, and I'm sitting in the back, you know. And then my father called. I don't know if you had that kind of father. Well, my father, I would say this morning, was an evil man. You know, forgive me. I love my father, but my goodness, he took pleasure in whipping us, you know. And if he were living during this time, he would be in jail, you know, for triple murder. I mean, he used to whip up, and, and, and he had a way of calling you. And when he called my name, excuse my expression, I pee right away, you know. He just called me, and, and I pee. I mean, because I knew I was in a trouble. And he, like the folks say, he whooped me, you know. Yes, but those days are gone. See, those days are gone, and, and I felt so sad, you know. I counted myself as being responsible for the death of those young people. What could I have contributed to make a difference? How could the church that I pastor help to make things different? You see, it is not all about preaching. See have to have that concern, that compassion. And so I say to you, good hope this morning, it's time to pray. It's time to be about real prayer. I want to invite you to turn with me to the book of James chapter 5. James chapter 5. And I want to read just a couple of verses, I mean what, three verses out of that wonderful chapter and I want to use for a topic the prayer of faith All right. Good. the prayer of faith if you are there with me say amen. amen we find these words James chapter 5 beginning at verse 13 is any among you afflicted let him pray is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? 
Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiving him. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Uh, Pastor Sherman will be preaching on the prayer of faith. What is the most powerful weapon known or giving to man today? Well, nations may brag about being in possession of nuclear weapons. But I stand here, my brothers and sisters, without wasting your time to declare that the most powerful weapon on this earth is the weapon of prayer. The weapon of prayer has both natural and supernatural potential. Especially to do good. As Paul declared in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God. Yes sir. So the pulling down of strongholds and casting into oblivion every vain imagination of the heart of man. Mm-hmm. Our weapons are not carnal. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They are mighty through God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The powerful weapon of prayer. Mm-hmm. Sadly, though, my brothers and sisters, this powerful weapon is often doubted and not used. Mm-hmm. There is only one disposition that can render prayer useless. Only one disposition that can render prayer useless. You remember Superman? He could fly. He could run through anything. He was very powerful. But he had one disposition that rendered him powerless. And that was the kryptonite. Took away his power, sapped his power. The only kryptonite that can can render prayer useless is unbelief. It's unbelief. But when we believe, as Jesus said, all things are possible. Whatsoever you ask in my name, believing, I will do it. It is time to pray, church. However, the limitation of our talk this morning centers around these few verses I've read. James chapter 5 verse 13 to 15. Let me give you a quick overview and then get to my point. First of all, we see in the verses that I read that uh, believers are reminded that we go through different times. Life is not all, even though you are born again, you save, you sanctify, filled with the Holy Spirit, life is not always a flowery bed of ease. There will be good times. 
Oh, we all wish that all our times will be good. But in life, the reality is we have good times and we have bad times. Can I get an amen in the church? There are times we go through distress. There are times we go through sickness. We go through trouble. But the recommendation that James gives is when you are going through those moments where you are feeling down and low and sick and weak and tired, he said, do what? Pray. Somehow prayer will be able to change the situation you are going through when you are down. But also there are times where we begin to feel great. He said, make merry. That is in our hearts. He said, those times, he says, remember to sing. And, and the song we sing is, 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 is praise and praises to our God. Telling him thank you. He says, when experiencing any trouble, pray. When experiencing anything to rejoice about, make melodies in your heart. Hallelujah. When experiencing any general physical need, he says, call for the elders of the church. I had to pause. Why call the elders? Follow me in your church. Many years ago, Pastor, how long do I have to preach? Oh, okay. Don't want to hold you long to discourage you. But, but, I remember many years ago, a lady came to church and she stood up stood up and, and, and she, she began to testify. She said, I have not been to church for three weeks and nobody called me. She said, I've been in the hospital and I'm out. And I'm standing there because she brought conviction on all of us, you know. And, 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 and I felt real bad, but, but I didn't rebuke her. I felt like rebuking her because the question on my mind was, did you call anybody? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, did you call anybody? Mm-hmm. I do know some people love and prefer to suffer by themselves. Mm-hmm. But, but, but the scripture admonishes us when we have trouble and yes. when we are going through deep times, mm-hmm. we should call for the elders of the church. Yes. Let me give you some reasons why you need to call for the elders of the church. First, the elder has been trained, has been prepared to address the situation. He has been trained, especially your pastor and your leaders. They've been trained. They have the experience. You are just one among many they serve. People have been sick. People have been in the hospitals, and they know about that, and they have a testimony. They can encourage you. They know how to pray for you. You see, Dr. Tony Evans said something, and I believe, and I try to practice it. Say, don't just ask anybody or everybody to pray for you. Can I get a witness in the church? Just don't ask anybody and everybody to pray for you. Say, if a man cannot pray his own prayer through, why should he bother to pray for me? So I call for an elder who has the experience. Who knows how to pray a prayer true. Yes, sir. 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 Y
And he says, anoint the sick. I know some preachers, I don't want to share my theology here, but, but some people frown on all. That's okay. But you see, all has always have a place in religion worldwide, especially in Christianity. Right, right, right. Go back in the Old Testament. Yeah, yeah. See, when the priest was anointed, he was anointed with all. And not only he was anointed, but all was poured on him. Like the scripture says, all ran down the beard of yeah. Aaron. Yeah, yeah. It has that special and secret place and also symbolic. Do you know the Lord Jesus used all? When he appointed the 70, go back and read it. He told them to take all and anoint the sick. And here we see James, one of the elders, probably the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, recommending it, say, use all. You see, all the symbolic identification here can be linked to that of the blood of the lamb. You remember the plagues that God brought on 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 on, on his, um, or Egypt. See, one of the plagues was the death of the firstborn son. But the Lord gave a recommend a remedy. He says, "Kill a lamb and spread the blood over the door post." And when the death angel comes by, wherever he sees the blood. He will pass over it. And I see a symbolic expression of that when I anoint myself. I'm standing before God and say, Lord, when the healing angel is passing by, remember me. And then he says the prayer of faith. What is this prayer of faith here? Let me share with you just two illustrations of this of. My understanding of the prayer of faith. Regardless of how big a situation is that we are going through, our God, our Father is bigger. That's right, that's right, that's right. Can I get an amen in the church? Yes, yes. There is a song that we sing in the church, I must tell Jesus. Yes, sir. Oh, We know a place where we can find help. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16, uh, the writer talks about uh, um, that we should approach the throne of grace with confidence. Where we can find help in times of need. Where we can find grace to sustain us through those dark moments. We know a place. And the prayer of faith takes us to that place. The prayer of faith says God's care. And so when I pray, I'm turning it over to God. I'm turning it over to him. And I say, amen. And I move on. There are some folk that pray. and, 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 And it seems like they try to educate God. Tell him, say, Lord, go to the hospital and the hospital is on the 21st street. Oh. And, and, and Lord, we want you to stop by on the third floor in room 98. And it's in bed B. Sister Susan so is there. Her name is Mary Ann. Want you to stop by. Lord, we want you to take. They begin to instruct God. You see, God is already there. 
Try to instruct him. The prayer of faith says, you know, I am going to turn my situation over to God. And I'm going to leave it there. Let me illustrate this. You remember Hannah in the book of Samuel? 1 Samuel chapter 1 was a woman married to Elkanah. And Elkanah had a second wife. Uh, The second wife, Penanah, had had children. But, but, But in Providence... Hannah couldn't have a child. Right, yeah. right, right. See? But her husband loved her and he did everything to make her happy. Yeah. Say, honey, I love you in spite of right. the fact that we do not have a child. But she wanted to have a child. Yeah. And every year as they would go to, to, to celebrate the feast in the temple, her husband would give her a special offering. Yeah. Just to make her feel happy and feel blessed. But Hannah was still troubled. And if you read 1 Samuel chapter 1 verse 10. She was like trouble at heart. She could hardly eat. She could hardly sleep. She wanted a child. She was troubled. And it so happened that on this particular occasion. uh, uh, She was in the temple. And everybody had gone, and Eli the priest was sitting somewhere off, probably meditating. She did not see him. She came before the altar, and she's crying out bitterly. She's she's discouraged. She's crying out, but in her heart, in her heart, just the tears flowing down. You know those are tough times when, when you cannot speak about it. You are crying, you are suffering, and folk look at you and they say, Something is going on. Something is wrong. Uh-huh. Hannah was going through that experience. And, and Eli kind of like said she was drunk. She said she wasn't yeah. drunk. But the place I'm going to is that in verse 18, she prayed specifically. And she said, Lord, I want you to give me a male child. And when you give me that child, I'm going to give him back to you to be a priest Unto you forever. See? And she prayed. And the scripture says in verse 18. That after she got through praying. Hannah got up. And began to rejoice. And she walked away. That's praying a prayer of faith. I believe God can do it. No need to worry. I'm going to turn it over to God. I'm going to leave it up to him. And God will turn it around. It's time to turn it over to Jesus. Learn how to turn it over. The prayer of faith. The second illustration of this prayer of faith I want to leave with you comes out of the book of 2 Kings. And it's about this king, Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a good man. He was was a great king. He brought many reforms in the nation. He restored order. He restored religious order. He was a good man. But then he got sick. And the Bible says he was sick unto death. Uh, uh, later on we read that he had boils all over his body something like Job he was sick and death was the only outcome Mm -hmm. 
Young man, sick unto death. Let me interject quickly, my brothers and sisters. Bad things do happen to good people. You can be praying, you can know the prayer of faith, and trouble will still come looking for you. The old folks used to say, you don't have to go looking for trouble. Trouble will come looking for you. Just keep living, the folks say. If you're all right today, everything going well with you, and some you hear folks say, I don't need God, just keep living. Just keep living. I remember I used to work with a young man when I was back in Africa, and and every Monday when we go to work, he had some theological discussion to bring about criticizing the church. You're like money. You're this and that. I don't know if you have such co-worker. And I'm trying to talk to him to, to, to get his life right with God. And one day I heard Yancey was sick. I mean, he was sick and he was scared. He thought he was unto death. See? So he, he wanted me to pray for him. I said, oh, pray for you? I said, yeah, I said, guess what? And he didn't like that. I said, guess what? I said, God has not even touched you to say punish you. I said, somewhere around, he just passed uh, just to catch your attention. You know, he, he turned around. He changed his views. Some people, it takes that, but keep living, trouble will come. See, regardless of how big the situation, God can turn it around. When we believe in God, he will remove mountains. With God, all things are possible. The prayer of faith says God can and God will do it. So Hezekiah was there. And while he was there, God sent the prophet Isaiah to him. And told him, say, go and tell my servant. He's done well. But he has just few more days to get his house in order and leave this place. The prophet came and told him, say, Hezekiah, you're going to die. So God has sent me to to allow you to get your house in order. You know, I I pray when it's time for me to leave, Sister Sherman. I pray that God will stop by and let me know so I can have time to get my house in order. Can I get a witness? Yeah, pay all my debts and uh, uh, maybe not pay all my debts, but get my money straightened out well. Have my will and everything ready. Try to get my house in order. But after the prophet delivered the, the, the word of God, he's, he's going out of the house now. And then Hezekiah turned to the wall. You see, Jesus taught us, he said, when you pray, go into your closet. And your heavenly father who sees in secret will hear you and he will reward you. Hezekiah turned his face to hit the wall. And and he prayed to the Lord. He said, Lord, I'm still a young man. I still have some reforms to perform in this nation. I don't want to go now. I want to do more good for you. I want to serve you, Lord. And, 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 And the scripture says, Isaiah was just in the yard. He had not left the premise yet. He's in the yard. And then God told Isaiah, say, go back. Tell Hezekiah he will live. You see, that's prayer of faith. That's prayer of faith. Where I believe that no matter how bad the situation,
situation is God can turn it around. Prophet came back and told him, God has heard your prayer. And he's giving you 50 more years. If somebody in here going through something, you have heard the doctor's diagnosis and the prognosis, and they have set a time limit, whatever it is, cancer, diabetes, I stopped by to tell you this morning, God can and God will just ask him. Turn it over to God and he will fix it for you. Hallelujah. Oh, I, like the folks say, I feel my hip coming on now, but I got to go to my seat. Yeah, yeah. I feel three songs coming in my heart, Pastor. I'm not the one who can sing. I'm not a singer. But I know everything will be all right. And so I heard a songwriter write, turn it over to Jesus. And everything will be all right. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. And everything will be all right. I feel that in my heart right now. Then I heard another songwriter say, take your burdens to the law and leave them there. Leave them there. Leave them there. Then the final one I love, he said, I know the Lord will make a way somehow. I know the Lord will make a way for me. I know the Lord I think I took it too hard. We'll make a way for me. If I I live humble, I took it too hard. If I live right, God will make a way for me. Oh, God bless you this morning, you hope. Yeah. Pray the prayer of faith. We have to stop. Stop fooling around, you know, just come to be heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be, when I was in Africa, I pastored a church, and the, one of the fellows, when he comes to church like that, you ask him to pray. It's like he would preach three sermons in the prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know another friend of mine right now, when he get up, he start teaching him prayer. Maybe he would choose love, and then he would preach on love. I remember one time a member told me, he said, that was a nice sermon he preached. I said, no, he was praying. Amen. <laughs> God doesn't hear us for the multitude of our words. Amen. But whatsoever we pray by faith, yeah. believing, yeah. God is able. Yes, I want you to bow your head where you are yeah. right now yeah. as we close. Is 